introduction. Welcome back to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two people with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of their favorite shows to try and convince the other person to like their favorite shows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name's Natasha, and I pretty much exclusively watch cartoons. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much exclusively watch live-action dramas. Yeah, and this week I am forcing Jesse to watch... The pilot episode of one of my favorite cartoons of all time. I feel like there are a few pieces of media in my life that, like, define me as a person and who I am. (laughs) And I feel like Detention Air is one of those shows. I know that about you without having seen Detention Air before this. (laughs) It's a, uh, it is a Canadian cartoon from, it ran from 2011 to 2014 uh, it is, like, not well-known. It's, like, pretty... Like, I I know very few people who have watched this show other than, like, people I became friends with online because they watched this show. So if you haven't heard of it before, that's fine. That's why. Yeah, the thing about watching it is you can immediately tell it's a Canadian cartoon. I can't even, like, describe the vibe of a Canadian cartoon But as soon as you start watching a cartoon, you'll know within seconds if it's Canadian or not. And, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what the defining feature of that, which is what's weird about it. I think there's, like, two main defining features. One is the art style. I feel like there's a very specific art style. And it's not all Canadian cartoons, but it's, like, Total Drama Island, 16, Stoked, Detention Air... There might be a few others. They all have this very specific flash animation, angular style. And I don't know if it's like those all came from the same studio or what, but like those are all Canadian cartoons and they all have the same look. As soon as you see them. Oh, yeah. Canadian. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is that um, Canadian like laws, I guess, or or maybe just like... TV studio standards or something are different than American standards for like what's uh, like acceptable to be in kids media. This is what I've heard. I haven't done like research about this, but I've heard people say that like you can get away with a little bit more in terms of like swearing and making certain jokes and things in like Canadian media that you can't in American media for like kids media. So like there's also like a specific tone to a lot of these Canadian cartoons that, like, are in this weird area where they're, like, not adult cartoons like The Simpsons or something, but, like, a little bit more, like, teen-oriented than, like, kids' cartoons are. And I feel like you don't, at least I don't know of any American cartoons that have that, like, tone of being, like, for teens. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like people are gonna, um find my opinion on the show interesting considering my opinion on Adventure Time but like I like the like teen cartoon genre Mm -hmm. the Canadian ones and what's weird is that's what I found really uncomfortable about Adventure Time but (laughs) I do think the art is a big part of that because Mm -hmm. Adventure Time is drawn like it is for younger kids Yes. whereas um, Detention Air 16 all of those like That art style isn't as, like, bright, puffy, engaging, like, 
the kind of thing they put on TV so kids will look at it. Like it is colorful, but it's more interesting, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think part of Adventure Time is almost supposed to be like, not exactly a parody, but like, definitely like the fact that the art style is so kiddish versus the storytelling being less kiddish than you expect, I think is part of the like, joke of Adventure Time. But like, I get what you're saying. Like, this is definitely like, the the style is meant to be more teen, more quote unquote edgy. It's not meant to look like a little kid's show for, for little kids. Yeah, Detentionary is even like darker, mm-hmm. which I feel like takes it away. Like when you look at it, like there's no confusion to me in this of what age group it's aiming for. Yeah. Yes, that's fair. So I will jump in. Yes. Oh, um, just first, we kind of talked about this, but um, what do you, like, did you know much about Detention Day before you watched this? Had you watched any of it before? I, okay, here's the thing. Because I know some things about Detention Day from you talking about it a lot. Fair. And I feel like I did try to watch it before at some point, like mm-hmm. when we were living together. But the episode I remember watching is not this one. <laughs> Interesting. So I don't know if I, like, clicked the wrong episode or I'm remembering it wrong. Mm -hmm. But, like, I remember watching an episode about, like, cell phones taking over people's brains or something. Yeah, that's, like, the season two finale, I want to (laughs) say. That's definitely either the season one or season two finale. So maybe it was, like, mislabeled on something. Or maybe, possibly, you read one of my fan fictions, which was heavily based on that finale maybe and i'm like confusing it with the art in my mind possibly okay so detention air mm-hmm. when you sent me the link to this you were like you have to hear the theme song so i was expecting something more like the race to the edge theme song that was just like so over the top and mm-hmm. then it was this theme song and i was like okay it's a theme song <laughs> It's really good, though. Like, no, it's a good song. I, I like, But I expected you were telling me about the theme song because it was going to be, like, wild or something. And I was like, sure, there's, like, a weird dragon chasing him. But. <laughs> I mostly just really like the theme song. I wanted you to hear it. Also, when I was watching this episode for, for this recording last night, Lenny, my roommate, who also loves Detention Air, was sitting next to me on the couch and, like, listening to it. Um, cause I had the audio up and she, as soon as she heard the theme song, she was like, you have to tell Jesse that the theme song is really good. Tell her that I said that the theme song is really good. So that's, that's Lenny's contribution to this podcast is she wanted you to know specifically that she thinks the theme song is really good. It's a very good song. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was it. I just needed to pass Lenny's message along. Okay, good. So the episode starts like It's one of those things where the episode starts kind of at the end of the episode and then they jump back to the start of the day. Mm -hmm. So we start with Lee like skateboarding down a hallway, running away from these guys in hazmat suits. Someone, we don't know who, is like on the phone with him going, you have to get back to detention before it's over. And Lee's not there. So Mm -hmm. he's skateboarding down the hall. People are chasing him. The guy tells him a vending machine is coming up and asks him to get him a drink, which is great. And then it goes, why didn't anyone tell me the first day of 10th grade was going to be the worst day of my life? And we cut to the start of the day, Mm -hmm. which is very good. 
I was just going to say, that's a really common setup for this show. Almost every episode starts with, like, the high tension moment towards the end of the episode and then cuts back to the beginning of the day. That's, like, the format of the show, basically. That is a really common cop show format. This is, uh, it's not a cop show, but it's very much like a a mystery show. So I feel like that, that makes sense. Yeah, I I can see why they're doing that. Um, But it often happens in dramas where they're like, (laughs) here is some person that you like getting arrested. Why were they arrested? (laughs) Let's go back three days. Fair. At the start of the day, his mom is driving him to school, talking about his grades and how he has to get his grades up. And he's like, I only got to see in gym, like chill out. Uh, <laughs> and turns out his mom also works at the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he doesn't get to avoid her, despite <laughs> the fact she seems kind of strict. And mm-hmm. he's probably not a huge fan of that. So Lee meets his friend Cam outside and they're like, Oh, it's 10th grade. We're in 10th grade now. And there's going to be, like, girls here. And I'm like, where the fuck were you that there weren't girls? But whatever. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I assume the girls were there last year, too. Right? I mean, (laughs) the thing is, this is, like, also such a common, like, starting point for, like, a teen drama Mm -hmm. for some people to be outside being like, oh, my God, it's the new school year. There's going to be all these hot girls here at high school. And it's like, presumably there were girls in your old school, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not even a new school. This is just, this is, like, they were there last year, too. They're just not freshmen anymore. I, like, honestly, that was my favorite part of the episode. (laughs) Lee's so reasonable. He's, He's like, yeah, we're in 10th grade, but... It's the same school. I've known all of these people since elementary school. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Which is so accurate. Oh, Lee's great. He's a a relatable guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And Cam wants him to enter a clique. And he's like, no, I don't want to enter a clique and follow their rules and wear eyeliner. (laughs) You can wear eyeliner if you want, Lee. It's fine. He could. He I feel like he would look good in eyeliner. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And then Holger comes in. Oh, Holger. He's wild right off the top. He's got, I think, Icelandic? Uh, he's, he's just ambiguously European. Fair enough. I don't think they ever say what country he's from, but he is, he is generically ambiguously the European, uh, foreign student. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got to be Scandinavian because that's, mm-hmm. like, his look. Yeah. But, yeah, very thick accent, which, okay, I like that they're, like, representing different cultures and they have these accents in it. It is literally impossible to understand what these people are saying without <laughs> subtitles. And we were watching it on YouTube and YouTube subtitles are, like, horrible oh, no. at the best of times and I was like I don't I don't know what this person is saying I was <laughs> like what is happening <laughs> to be fair you barely need to understand what Holger is saying yeah but Cam too like his yeah. accent is pretty thick and I'm like mm, missed half of that I got through enough mm-hmm. of it <laughs> Cam and Holger both also not only accents but just like use a lot of weird words mm-hmm. and just talk really like Holger's just supposed to be weird and eccentric and then cam is trying so hard to be like 
gangster cool yeah. but like he just says a lot of weird stuff so like it is a little bit hard to follow their dialogue sometimes <laughs> that's fair yeah um and holger like hits on a bunch of girls and brandy comes over and she's like no we're not dating you like fuck off and i'm also pretty sure this is holger's girlfriend aren't holger and brandy a thing no oh i geez my knowledge <laughs> of what you said about this show is like I feel like I know things and then I'm wrong. Brandy is an important character and does date other people, but she does not date Holger. Oh, that would have been such a good intro for like a girlfriendship <laughs> though. That would actually No, Holger has another girlfriend and another kind of brainwashed girlfriend situation, but neither of which mm. are Brandy. Okay. <laughs> Lee kind of comforts Holger by being like, at least Brandy knows your name, uh, <laughs> which is so high school. It kind of hurts. <laughs> Very high school. Okay, so they sit down in class. It's the first day of school. They have this school news program. This is in every single show. Like, every <laughs> single show in a high school has these, like, school news programs. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a thing. It is a thing, apparently. My school Where? did not have it because my school had literally, like, 200 people in total from K to 12. But apparently, it's a thing. I've heard people, not, like, real people, say that that's a thing that their school had. I don't know. I've never been to a school that had that. I don't know how many schools have that, but apparently some schools do. <laughs> I think bigger schools, for sure. The weird thing is I went to a huge school and mm. I went to schools that like had televisions mounted on the walls and uh-huh. could have very easily done this uh-huh. and never saw it done, which is why every time I see it, I'm like, is this a thing people actually do? Yeah. I mean, I guess to be fair, like, I don't know. Hey, if you're listening to this and you went to a school that did have a school news program tell us about it (laughs) yeah send us an email tweet us literally tell me the entire story of your school news program i need to know yeah wow so anyways their school news program starts and tina's there and lee has a crush on tina uh tina lee has a crush on tina Mm -hmm. and holger announces this to the whole class Mm mm-hmm because why not? I did not catch the name of the other guy, so I just called him Elvis. And <laughs> you can tell me his name. I'm going to continue to call him Elvis. That's fantastic. His name is Chaz, but you can call him Elvis. He looks like Elvis. He dresses like Elvis. So Tina and Elvis are <laughs> on the news. Cam thinks... Lee should make a move on Tina because he's been in love with her since the fifth grade, which again, they just had this conversation about like new girls. It's like you've known her since the fifth grade. High school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lee bumps into um, this big guy, Biffy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In the cafeteria with his lunch and Biffy's like about to beat him up and the vice principal comes in and saves him and sends Biffy to detention. The vice principal is like, her art style (laughs) makes me concerned about the plot of this show. (laughs) Yeah, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll talk about that. (laughs) I'm glad you know exactly what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, So anyways, Tina and Elvis are like, breaking news, our new principal is here. You better report to the gym. But Lee's like, wait, I really need to pee. I'm going to go pee first, which, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sure, okay, fine. 
Um, and we get the introduction of, I'm not sure if the YouTube subtitles got this right. Okay. Principal General Barrage. That is correct. Okay. I mainly just call him General Barrage. That's fair. People call him that. Yeah. And he's like half robot. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) Cam says the principal could use a hug. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Which is like the most PG dirty joke in the entire world. And I'm obsessed with (laughs) that adult could sure use a hug. Wink. (laughs) And then like a stink bomb goes off in the auditorium. And the art for the stink bomb is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like you get these like like still frames of everyone like reacting to the stink bomb, and the smell is like this neon green against like black backgrounds, and it just looks so cool. Yes. Yeah, I I love that mm-hmm. art. I was like, I know this is a stink bomb, but also if I could print that and put that on my wall, <laughs> it looks so cool. My, um, the background on my Tumblr blog, like the, the mobile version for the past many, many years has been a still in that art style of like Lee walking into that like chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, it looks, it looks really cool. Also, it's not just a stink bomb. There's like other stuff happening, <laughs> but yes, it's like a whole, the whole prank is happening. They, they call it, they say stink bomb, like, so much that mm. I was like, it's a stink bomb. <laughs> There's other stuff happening, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, like, go back to Lee in the bathroom, and Lee is, like, at the urinal, and there's someone, like, in the stall, and he starts, like, talking to the person in the stall, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, stop doing this. This is so bad. He's like, what game are you playing there? I'm like, why are you speaking to this person? Lee's whole, the entire part of the episode where Lee needs to pee and then goes pee is so weird. (laughs) Lee is such a weird person. It's very, um, Taz, like, our characters are real. They have to pee. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyways, Lee comes back to the gym and General Barrage is like, it must have been you because you, like, weren't here. And then he also has evidence in the backpack. But his first piece of evidence is just that Lee wasn't there. Yeah. Sure, I guess. (laughs) Fine. Um, General Barrage is like, no, no one can have the day off. No one can go home to shower because this man has to have detention. If we (laughs) let them go home, he won't have detention. I'm like, that's a really, like, weird way to look at that. Like, why don't you let everyone go home and, like, make Lee clean the gym as detention? Barrage is not a logical person. (laughs) We never had detention at any of my schools. Oh, really? No, we had, like... If you were late or you, like, Mm -hmm. really pissed off a teacher, it was generally for being late. They, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you had to really, really annoy a teacher to do it. Um, They would put you on, like, the cleanup crew at lunch and you would have to, Uh, like, clean up the cafeteria after lunch. But there wasn't, like, detention. Wow. Even my tiny school had detention. Although I think... I never, like, had detention, but I knew other people did. Uh, I think it was, like, during lunch. I don't remember if they ever Mm -hmm. kept people after school. But it was definitely, like, you had to go into a room and not have, like, lunch break, I think. I don't know. Yeah, but, like, they would still have to let you eat. I, uh, yeah, I guess legally. Need, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Detention I, is a I, weird concept. If you are listening to this podcast and you had detention <laughs> at your school, let us know. <laughs> or is that something that TV made up to? 
I doubt he'd be made up to ten. No, I'm sure that's real. <laughs> and okay, so no one believes that Lee like didn't do this thing, even mm-hmm. his friends. And Lee's like argument for this is that he pulls a bra out of his backpack and he's like, "Would I start wearing bras without telling you?" And I'm like, "Probably not." Sure, okay. Yeah, he's he's just yeah. He's like, I, I wouldn't have pulled this prank without telling you. Also, clearly this bag isn't mine because there's a bra in it, I guess. <laughs> there's a difference between being like, this isn't my bag. Look, here's a bra. Which also, like, why would any girl have just put a bra in their bag? That's a weird thing to do. Yeah, honestly, spoiler, I guess. I don't think they ever explain why there was a bra in that bag. They do. <laughs> there's a whole like a bunch of plot about like whose bag it was why the bag got switched why the stuff was in the bag blah 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 pretty sure they never mentioned why the bra was in there (laughs) (laughs) i mean like sometimes the bra is really uncomfortable maybe you just took it off spoilers it's not a girl's bag (laughs) yeah i i I kind of assumed that (laughs) like so i don't know where this bra came from Okay, well, like, don't judge the person who has this bag. Maybe they just, like, like bras. Yeah, I guess. The bag was specifically planted as evidence against Lee, so I guess maybe they thought that also putting a bra in there would somehow be evidence against him. I don't know. They were like, Lee's a weird guy. He would keep a bra. I don't know. I could be mis- There might be a reason. I can't remember, but I don't think so. Anyways, it's not, it's not that important. <laughs> All the school cr- clicks. Clicks. Cleeks? Cleeks? I think it's cleeks. cleeks. I feel like it's one of those words where people say it different ways. Probably. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. All the school cliques have mixed reactions to Lee having done this, but it seems generally positive. People mm-hmm. are like, cool, dude, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tina and Elvis come in to interview him and are like, hey, you blew up the stink bomb and you should talk to us. They're kind of fighting each other for Mm -hmm. the scoop. And I forget who says this. I forget if this is Elvis or if, like, there's another camera guy there. There's a camera guy. Yeah. Okay. So the camera guy's like, yeah, it sucks. Like, I had a camera there. I got the whole thing on tape. But then now they're cleaning it up and I don't have it. And Lee's like... Well, I need that evidence to clear my name. <laughs> yep. This is a common theme. And then Brandy appears and she's just like, hey, we're dating. And wow, confidence. <laughs> love her. I absolutely love the setup of Brandy just as like, we're dating now. Like, it's like not even like fake dating trope exactly but it's kind of fake dating trope it's a wild dynamic and it 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 becomes a plot line and a bunch of stuff happens with brandy but like it's just such a bold thing to be like yeah you're cool now so we're dating now okay bye okay bye and she's like treat she also says something along the lines of like so you have to treat me well in public at least (laughs) yeah which like at the time i took to mean and I don't know why I missed this. At the time, I took to mean that she meant, like, you have to act like my boyfriend in public. But after mm-hmm. that, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But I think it was actually, like, a dirty joke. <laughs> you know, it's probably both. <laughs> both. A little. Yeah. Um. Anyways, love mm-hmm. Brandy. Such a mood. I literally have a note here that's, like, if Jessie watched this whole show, she would love Brandy. Brandy would probably be her favorite character. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think Brandy was my favorite character in this episode, but mm-hmm. I do kind of adore her. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. And then as soon as Lee leaves that conversation, he's thrown in detention, which mm-hmm. is fair because there's no good way to leave that conversation. <laughs> thrown in detention. I don't know what he would have done. Uh, <laughs> so he's thrown in detention with Biffy. And Biffy is just like, knitting. Mm-hmm. God, he's so cute. I love Biffy. And Biffy's like, I don't believe Lee did it. Um, I'm just going to sit here and knit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the teacher running detention is asleep and is always asleep. And Biffy's like, so you need to get this evidence. So we're going to plant a phone on the principal so I can track the GPS of it. And you can sneak around and find the tape and prove that you're innocent. And Lee's like, this is like a spy movie. And Biffy's like, yeah. And then he's like, wait. That makes me the computer nerd. <laughs> yes. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we have a little high sequence. Lee goes and he like plants the GPS and he goes towards the camera and into the gym. And he's walking around the hazmat guys. And he, I don't really know what happens here, <laughs> but like he sees the tape and then someone else takes the tape and then he like is running after that person, but gets the tape from them pretty easily, and then the hazmat guys are chasing him. The the So there's two different cameras. There's the camera he wants as a video camera, and okay. that's the one that the guy takes. There's another camera that's just like a camera camera. That's the one that Lee gets, and then Lee is being chased by the hazmats. He's also trying to chase after the guy who has the video camera. He gets the camera camera with photos on it, but he doesn't get the video camera, which is what he wanted. Because it has video on it. And he wanted the video. Okay. Yeah. It's a little chaotic. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Mm -hmm. So he escapes through the vents, and Mm -hmm. Lee loves those vents. There's a lot of this show that happens in vents. (laughs) There's also, like, a little dragon thing that Mm -hmm. he calls the tassel worm. Yeah. And um, he's like, oh, no, it's behind me in the vent. And, like, at this point, there has been nothing all that weird in the show. <laughs> like, it's been, like, uh, like Canadian cartoon weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all of a sudden, there's, like, this weird thing that's basically a dragon chasing them. And yep. he's like, oh, my God, a dragon. But, like, doesn't, like, it's not <laughs> weird to him. He's just like, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. The tassel worm is their school mascot. And it's a living creature. It's a real, like, dragon? Yeah? <laughs> I guess. Uh, okay. Like, there are schools and teen dramas that have, like, goats, but I've mm-hmm. never seen a dragon. That's I what it is. I also don't think schools keeping goats is a real thing. So if <laughs> you come from a school that had a goat, a real live goat as a mascot, please email us. Or a real life dragon lizard. If you had a real live dragon at your school, I have more questions for you. <laughs> Anyways, General Barrage kind of beats Lee back to the detention room, but Biffy, um, like, closes the door and shoves things against it, and he's like, oh my god, this is a bad door. <laughs> That's my favorite scene in this episode, when Biffy's, like, <laughs> blocking the door and just being like, oh no, it won't open. <laughs> what a bad door. Can't believe it's not opening. <laughs> Biffy's so good. <laughs> oh, he... God, love that guy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Lee drops, like, right into Biffy's arms, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. And then the general breaks in, and he's, like, 
detention is over. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he screams, but I'm not going to scream. Yeah. And Biffy's like, okay, I'll see you in detention again tomorrow. And Lee's like, wait, what? Why? And Biffy's like, gotta finish knitting my sweater. <laughs> yeah. He's not even like, I'll definitely do something bad tomorrow and be in detention. He's like, I gotta finish knitting my sweater. Like, that's what I do. Where else am I supposed to knit my sweater? Yeah. That's Biffy's life. He's just, he's cool with being in detention every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm very in love with him. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So Lee is still like, gotta clear my name. So he checks this camera and he can see in it that someone was like messing with his bag. Like there's a hand with a ring on it. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm going to find who did this and nail them. And I'm like, <laughs> you're in a cartoon. You can chill. And it is the end of the episode. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good, good hefty summary. Yeah, it, it it felt very chaotic to say because I feel like things happen. A lot of these shows, I feel like things happen in a way that makes sense on screen. And then when you're summarizing them, you're like, that seems choppy. Yeah, yeah. I think personally, though, that it's a good pilot. What did you what did you think of it? The pilot and the show in general? Okay, I I like it. Like it's. I like Canadian cartoons. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if you want me to say more than that right now. We can go with talk about favorite characters and stuff, and then we can get to would you would you watch it? Yeah. So, do you have a guess as to who my favorite character is? Slash, have I told you in the many times I've talked about this? See, show? here's the thing: you probably have told me very many times, but the problem is again. I apparently have misremembered everything you told me about this show ever. Fair. So, like, because there's so many characters that are so good, and yet I still mm-hmm. feel like your favorite character is someone else who maybe, like, becomes better later. Mm, I would say so. I, I feel like your favorite character is probably Lee. I do like Lee a lot, but no. He's not my favorite mm. favorite. Um, Cam? Yes. I love Cam. I would say that Cam in the pilot is not at his best. (laughs) Cam's not really that, like, important in the pilot either. That's fair, yeah. So, yeah, okay, Cam, I mean, I can, I can see him getting better. He just kind of was there. He just kind of was there, yeah. I would say in the pilot, Brandy and Biffy are probably the best characters they have to be they're insane brandy's just like yep we're dating bye and biffy's just like knitting a sweater and i'm like they both also are very good and remain two of my favorite characters um and actually kind of on that note uh i have two favorite ships in this show do you want to guess them i don't know if you will is it brandy and biffy no (laughs) it's not brandy and biffy (laughs) that'd be a wild ship I, oh, okay, are these canon ships or not canon ships? One of them is canon, one of them is not. And they're all people I have guessed? They're all people who are in the pilot. That's what I meant to say. One of those ships I feel like you could kind of guess from the pilot. One of them I feel like you probably wouldn't guess from the pilot. Biffy and Lee? Yes. Yes, Vivian Lee is unfortunately not canon, but that is one of my very favorite ships in the show. They already, episode one, have such good chemistry, and it just continues for the whole show. 
He just like drops a vent into his arms too. Mm-hmm. That was very shippy. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Okay, I feel like if Brandy doesn't date Holger, then she has to date Cam. Yeah, Brandy and Cam is a ship, and it's really good. That one is canon, and I love their dynamic. (laughs) It's so good. They both have so much character development and so much character development together. Oh, I love them. (laughs) Because for the first, like, part of this first season, like, Brandy and Lee are quote-unquote dating because Brandy, like, just decided that they were. And, like, they have such a, like... Like, Lee doesn't really care, and he doesn't want to be dating her, but he also doesn't really want to hurt her feelings, but also, and she's being super demanding, and he, but he's still in love with Tina, and it's a whole weird thing. And Lee's kind of, like, not super nice to her, but also, like, he never asked for this, so you can't really blame him. And it's really, they have a really interesting dynamic. And then, like, Cam is just kind of being, like, friends with Brandy in a way that Lee's not, and then she, she ends up dating Cam, and it's it's really interesting. It's really good. I, I find it funny that it's like, I don't want to hurt the feelings of this girl who just came up to me and told me we were dating. Like, that's not how dating works. If someone does that to you, you aren't automatically dating them. Like, I know. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's great. It's a great dynamic. It's so fun. This show is so fun. <laughs> Speaking of the show being fun, um, what do you think happens in the rest of the show? I forgot that that was a question that we asked. Um, what do I think happens in the show? I think... That we have this little mystery plot and just like slowly and slowly more insane things happen. Like in this one, it was just like the tassel worm, which is weird. And then something to do with the general, like being a cyborg and he wants uh, everyone else to be a cyborg. (laughs) And tries to make a cyborg school of cyborg people. (laughs) I feel like I the principal that. is like kind of the main villain and he's like real strict because he's a general and he's like, I'm going to whip all you kids into shape. And I'm sure there's probably like a school uniform episode. I don't know why. It feels like the vibe. <laughs> and then, I mean, the cell phone thing happens where people's minds get taken over by cell phones. Mm-hmm. And obviously Cam and Brandy start dating. And at some point I assume Lee and Tina start dating and uh, Holger probably does a cartwheel at some point. <laughs> I think so, probably. <laughs> he joins, like, the... I think he joins, like, the cheer squad at one point. That feels very Holger. And I guess they solve the mystery, and someone framed Lee, and I bet you that person is whoever stole the video camera, and that person is probably... Hmm... Okay, here's the thing. I don't have a serious guess. My non-serious guess is that Tina did it to get a story so she can have her, like, hard-edged, like, newscast vibe so she Mm -hmm. can, like, have it for her college applications that she did this super cool investigation and she, like, gets on Lee's side and is like, I'm gonna help you clear your name, but really the whole time she's evil. And, like, I don't think that actually happens, but also... I would support it. That's a very fun guess. I love that. Um, yeah, I feel like you kind of, you, you got the vibe. Basically, the first, I want to say the first two seasons, I'm pretty sure it's the first two seasons, are pretty much Lee trying to, like, clear his name, figure out who framed him, figure out what happened, blah, 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 blah. And there's a lot of, like, 
So you find out pretty early on that there's a person who's going by the name Rad Circles, um, who is like <laughs> the person who did the prank or people or whatever. And it's like, who is Rad Circles is kind of the mystery for the first two seasons. And almost every character in the cast has at least an episode or two where you like suspect them. I'm, there's, I pretty sure there's a point where he suspects Tina. Um, I don't want to say who it is because like, if you do want to watch this show, the mystery of that is actually very fun. So I won't say, but that's the first two seasons is like trying to figure out who Rad Circles is. Then at the end of season two, I want to say um, with the brainwashing phones and stuff, uh, Lee also figures out like who did it and whatever. Uh, but then it ends up being like, it's part of a much bigger conspiracy than just like, I just wanted to mess with this guy at school, blah, blah, blah. It's like part of this whole like destiny thing. And like Lee's kind of a chosen one sort of. And there's like a whole thing that happened at their school like a hundred years ago. And there's like all this like supernatural stuff and sci-fi stuff and brainwashing. And there's this corporation and blah, blah, blah. And then the next few seasons are like this much bigger conspiracy that involves like their school and like Lee's past and stuff. And then unfortunately the show got canceled. Well, like it didn't get, can- it, it didn't get renewed uh, after season four, even though there was like, season four is a pretty good finale and we get like a lot of answers, but there's also a lot like still left to answer that they never got to answer because it didn't really get to end. So we, there's just a lot of also things about the conspiracy that we don't know the answers to, unfortunately, which is really sad because it's a really good plot. And I love this show a lot. This was a fun show where I was watching it week to week as it was coming out when it was coming out. And there was a very small, like, tight knit fandom on Tumblr for this show because it's like, pretty small. And so like, every week people would be like, talking about their theories and trying to like, figure out what was going on. And it was like a wild enough plot that like, Sometimes people would come up with really wild theories and then, like, they would be true. And it was very cool to be like, (laughs) what theories that people came up with on Tumblr are the real answer and which ones aren't? And, like, it was a very fun time. This is a very fun show to be watching week to week. Yeah, I can see that. Barrage doesn't try to turn people into cyborgs. And there is no uniform episode. But... What? It feels like such a uniform episode vibe. It feels like it could have an episode where everyone's wearing the same uniform. Yeah, there's not that. There is a lot of wild things Barrage does to the school, but not uniforms. Honestly, probably, partly, because the animators didn't want to have to change all the characters' clothes. But also... Imagine there's a uniform episode and Holger wears the skirt and everyone's like, Holger, why are you wearing the girl's uniform? And he's like, it's just the skirt. <laughs> he would. He would. So that's that's the future. The other question w- is, guess the canon gaze, which is, this is kind of a trick question. <laughs> is it a trick question that there aren't any? Because that's not really a trick. It's a, Well, okay. It's a trick question in that there are not, but there was originally going to be. So again, with this fandom being very small, one of the things that was very cool was one of the creators of the show, one of the writers or creators was active on Twitter and some people in the fandom like talked to him, like asked him questions about the show and blah, blah, blah. And one of the things that he had said on Twitter was that um, when they were first coming up with the show, Cam was originally going to be gay and he was going to have a whole like coming out plotline. And then they ultimately like weren't allowed to do that because this was a show coming out in 
2011 to 2014, and so they didn't get to do that. And so Cam ends up having a very cool plotline with Brandy, and I really like them together. But it is, like, you can kind of really tell, especially, like, early season Cam, like, a lot of his, like, ooh, I want to date girls very much feels, like, overcompensating of, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm totally straight. Definitely want to date girls. I love girls. (laughs) (laughs) I I was ready to dismiss that as, like, you know, sometimes shows are weirdly over the top about that for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially, I feel like, cartoons, like, aimed at this age group. Yeah. And you can for sure read it that way, and that's, I guess, canonically what it ends up being, because he does end up dating a girl and he never mm-hmm. gets that coming out plotline. But, like, knowing that that was the intention when they first started his making up his character in the show, it's like you can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I agree. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's that. I don't think there's anything else that would qualify as canon gays. There's a lot of ships I ship. (laughs) Namely, uh, (laughs) Lee and Biffy and then uh, Tina and this other girl, Jenny, who comes along later. The romantic tension there is real. Oh, oh, and VP Victoria. Okay. What were you were saying that VP Victoria, the vice principal, the way she was animated Mm -hmm. made you concerned? Yeah. So, Okay. She is important and she does have a whole plot line that's not related to how she behaves with Biffy. But throughout the show, especially the first season or so, the way she behaves with Biffy is so weird and so, like, <laughs> flirty. And she's always, like, putting him in tension, but it seems like she has, like, an ulterior motive for it. And very much when I was first watching the show and there was only, like, a season or two out, I definitely thought she and Biffy had were, like in cahoots in some way or maybe like it low-key seems like she has like a weird romantic relationship with this teenager (laughs) and it's very weird and upsetting it's not canon it's just the way she is apparently but like i I definitely see what you were (laughs) getting at there yeah i i kind of got that vibe like she doesn't really flirt with biffy in this episode Mm -hmm. but like even like just the way she looked i was like why why would you draw her like that if that's not what you're trying to do i was like what's what's the point I think she's just supposed to have the vibe of, like, a film noir femme fatale kind of person. But I I don't know why. That's just who (laughs) she is, I guess. Okay. I think it's also kind of that, like, the whole point of the show is that they're setting up a whole bunch of characters who are almost like... Uh, like the lineup in a mystery novel. Like, you know, like, all of these people who are, like, all weird and unique and suspicious in their own way and I feel like the femme fatale is like one of those people and instead of making it one of the students they made it the vice principal <laughs> which was a questionable decision yeah but yeah yeah I I see what they mean she has a she's she's important she's interesting she's involved in the whole larger conspiracy that continues on so is so is pretty much every adult in this world though so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the important final question Jesse, would you continue watching this show? I, hmm, okay. I'm torn because Mm -hmm. I feel like if I knew about the show when it was coming out, I would have watched it. Mm -hmm. Some part of my brain thinks 16 was probably a little older than this show, but like... I think so. Yeah, I was very into that show, and I feel like... At 15, when the show came out, like, I would have been 15. Mm-hmm. I I would have liked it a lot, and I would have mm-hmm. been very into it. 
And mm-hmm. I would now have like a very strong nostalgia for it. Yeah. But because I don't, I'm stuck in this place where I'm like, I can see this show and understand that like a younger me would have watched the shit out of this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would watch it now. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I, I, I'm maybe on the Yuri on ice edge of like, I would watch it with someone else, but I probably wouldn't do it on my own. That's fair. Honestly, that's higher praise than I was expecting you to give it so i will take it (laughs) i love canadian cartoons like yes if we ever do 16 i oh we will 16 we will it's like one of my favorite things nice ah okay i love that i'm i am excited to show you some canadian cartoons that are not quite the same vibe as this and see how you feel about them because i have a couple that are a little bit of a different vibe but are also canadian and i'm curious how you will feel about those i mean like i wouldn't say that like detention air and 16 have the same vibe because detention air is like a mystery and 16 is like we're at a mall but at yeah. the same time it's like they have a very canadian feel yeah the same a similar art style and a similar tone i guess is what 16 and detention air have on that note though what show are we doing in 17 days i think we're going to go classic. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It's been too long. We're going to watch a pilot of Grey's Anatomy. Oh boy, oh boy. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> I fully expect you to hate it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and worse than that, none of my favorite characters are in the pilot. <laughs> so neither of us are going to enjoy this experience. Perfect. So we will be watching the pilot of Grey's Anatomy and we will be talking about that on the 14th of february oh it'll be a valentine's day special (laughs) the valentine's day special of how fucking creepy this guy is oh can't wait can't wait okay um thank you for listening to our show Mm -hmm. uh if you had any of the high school experiences we listed in this show, please email us at episodeepiphanies at gmail.com or you can tweet us or follow us on Instagram at epiphaniespod. You should leave us a review on iTunes. That's the thing that you people should. always say. So yeah, I feel like that's good. <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't know. If we get interesting ones, maybe we'll read them. I would totally read one if someone left us a review. That would be so fun. There I you appreciate go. it. I appreciate the people who have talked to us on Twitter already. Honestly, if you tell us anything, if you just say, hi, I listened to this, I will be so happy. <laughs> we love it. And also, you are smarter than both of us combined. <laughs> <laughs>